Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Laura Burnett, who's crazy enough to have three businesses. So MHE Services, IT Moon, and the Thrive Business Academy, and who loves the daily tech and the digital marketing. Landing pages, funnels, setting up quizzes, creating lead magnets, ads, automations, all that good stuff that some of us love and some of us hate. Hey, Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Mark. Oh, you're so, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on this? Because uh, there's there's a lot that happens there. So where are you today with with yourself and with your businesses? Um, Who is it that you love to work with? Well, this is a fun one, actually. So, yep, I have three businesses and... Both bit two businesses out of the three all have family working for them, which is absolutely great. So I love working with family, I think. I think this is my thing, working with family. Mm. So um, yeah, they're all different industries. And it all started off with the first business, which is MHE Services, which is a faultless training company. Very different to what I'm known for today. And I got a bit bored of it, actually, to be quite honest. I just automated so much. I was what do I do with my time? Everything's automated. Um, And I left it to my husband to mainly run, me to supervise, and then create my own business called IT Moon, where we just, I just love tech. I am obsessed with Mm -hmm. tech. I love tech. I'm a natural at it. Throw me a piece of software, if it's brand new and just created today, and I will be an expert in a second. Um, And I'm happy to claim that title 100% all the way. And I could see the potential in people around me, such as my sister, wasted Uh potential. And it was like, I'm going to bring you in here. We're going to get your potential out as well. So I always like to bring people into my team who are not doing very well right now, but I know they've got the potential. We bring them in and then up-level them, and then we run an amazing business together. So I run that business as well. And then my business mentor who helped me grow that business to six figures, grow it into a really good team. We knew we had a little good connection, amazing friendship, and we decided to set our own business up again together, the Fry Business Academy, so that we could teach people the business mentoring and the tech together to mm. help them grow their businesses. So it all like just happened one after another. But I'm not doing a fourth now. I'm, I think I'm going to stop at three. Are you sure? <laughs> I think I'm going to stop there. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So... Lovely. So you can see the sort of natural progression of that. Um, and crumbs, yeah, working with family. So there's that desire. A lot of entrepreneurs have that desire. I know this is, you know, you want to help people. There is that burning need to, I just want to help more people. That's why a lot of people get stuck on the wrong niche or trying to serve everyone because, oh my God, I can. 
your extends to I want to help family and people around me to achieve and come on board. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of help or desire for other people there. What's that like to kind of manage? Because don't they always say never work with family? They do say that, but I've worked with family since I was 17. So like even in my job before I became a business owner, um, I was my mum's boss. Um, and we worked for a big national company and I had two cousins working for me, mm. uh, my mum, my auntie, and then also were just, you know, normal workers as well. But I've always worked with family. It's just what I've always done. And I've no idea why, but I'm just very good at it. I'm just very good at putting that hat on off what they know when I put the boss hat on. It's like, Uh-oh. right, she's got the boss hat on. Oh no. Boss Laura's come in. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, then most of the time I'm just absolutely down to wear fun. I pride myself in my previous job. Everybody wanted to work with me because I am fun to work with. I'm down to earth. I will always advocate for the employee 100% all the way. So then when I got the opportunity to be my own business owner, I wanted to carry that on because I loved that feeling. I love the feeling of being able to prove to people you can work with family. It's mm. all down to mentality of it. And I'm very fortunate that I've got you know a family I can work with and that they are skilled enough to be able to offer something that's to a party really something to the party of a business at least and I do I just absolutely love it and seeing them become something that they're meant to be as well Mm. oh that's fantastic so let's talk through this this kind of this transition that you've had because what was it like when you first came into yeah this is the business that I want to create I mean they're two very different businesses to start with um so what was it like as you entered this world and became the entrepreneur was it by choice or are you one of those accidental entrepreneurs it's like oh I didn't really mean to but it kind of happened where were you in that it was a bit by choice to be honest I was employed at the time and been on maternity leave had mm. my second child my husband was self-employed and I was like shall we just create a business together I just knew I was meant to do something. My skills were wasted. I had all these skills at programming and all these other things. I didn't have any thoughtless skills, so I don't know why I went into that. Um, and I was like, you know, let's let's try and make something of it. You know, I'm on maternity leave. Let's do it. And I don't like being off work. I'm a workaholic. So obviously maternity leave was boring. Um, so I was like, let's create a business. So we did. We created a business and it just grew from there. And then, but then again, I hit that point of this isn't me. I'm still not using my skills. I'm using my little bit. I've automated the business and created a website and all that, but it's still not me. So I decided to become a jack of all trades VA, as you do at the beginning of your days. Uh-huh. And then I met an amazing business mentor and she saw me and she was like, oh my God, you are so wasted. Like you have this skill that no one else has. And if it wasn't for her, I probably could still be a VA maybe. I have no that- idea. Was that a case of what are you doing? Because she saw the, oh, here we go. We'll go full circle. She saw the potential with you and you're like, yes. oh my gosh, I did, did you not see it? Was it, was it a self-worth challenge? Were you just unaware? What what was going on? Definitely self-worth. Like definitely didn't feel like I was worthy. I was charging 15 pound an hour back then. Um, and now we charge like 177. So it's like a huge difference. Um, and I just didn't, I didn't feel worthy of it at all. And yeah. even when I started working with my business mentor, there was huge challenges in pricing. She used to always tell me up your prices. And I resisted every step of the way due to self-worth. It was like, I just did not feel worthy of that whatsoever. Due to past experiences, it was like, no, that's not me. I am not this person. And then Eventually, you just 
you work on yourself and I grew into it and it was actually like I started up leveling them we started becoming the expert changed from the VA title and went into automation and we just grew from there it's just skyrocketed ever since I focused in on what I'm great at which was the tech and when I focused on that and stopped being jack of all trades mm-hmm. it all changed for me fantastic so when when you went through it so you focused on what you're good at where your skill is what you what lights you up yes all these things kind of really really help a business and and a business owner that's the job that's the thing we get to do but what was it like for you as as the boss as the business owner because that those are the things that you know yes automations yes this is the work be the tech but oh my gosh you got to do all the other things that no one tells you about when you first start a business so what was that side like it was scary at first so you know when you first i always remember when you get your first top corporation tax bill and i was like oh i have to pay tax oh my goodness me what happens here and then when you start employing staff and then you're going i'm reliable for these people's wages and Mm. i still get the feeling today when it gets to pay day and i'm like I'm so proud of myself. Like I am so proud that I am paying these people and making it so they can afford to live their lives as well. And I'll walk into our, we've got a training center with officers and we walk in and every day I'll be like, I can't believe I've got this. Can't believe I've built this. Like there's so much that happens behind the scenes. You obviously do the physical work, but there's so much that happens behind them scenes that you've got to manage your team, which is a challenge in itself every day. You've got to, actually make sure you've got simple things such as you've paid the electric bill for the unit and things like that. You've got to have your data protection and everyone forgets about it. And it just makes me proud that I can do all that and yeah. that I've achieved all that. That's yeah, that must be humbling and beautiful. So it is that it's, it's the double-edged sword. It's like, it's amazing. This is so good, but also it's terrifying. Look at now yes. I'm helping these people, but they rely on me. There's always this, this kind of this, this, but this sort of, um, yeah, the, the contradiction that comes, and I guess it depends on where we want to focus our time because they're both true, but it's a story yeah. that we tell. So what team, I know we were chatting away offline before you you jumped on and it was, you know, talking about the teams. Oh my gosh, that's, you mentioned it here. So what's it like with, with building your team? What's it like also having that element of they rely on me? I get to provide, I get to help them. And also, hold on, they're here to help me, to help me to release, to let go, to step away. Where's the, where's the, where are all of the challenges? Are there, are there so many? What, what's that like? The team is one of them where I have a love and hate relationship with it some days. Like, I will be totally honest and my team will probably listen back to this podcast and sit there and they'll know this. I will sit there some days and think life would be so much easier without a team. Like, it would be so much easier. And then I sit there and think, I would not be able to do what I do in business though without my team. And I've always said from the very beginning that I've always wanted a team, always wanted a team, no matter what, you know, I could create big programs and, you know, bring money in on myself. I know that, but I've always wanted to be a team. I don't know why I always have. And there's amazing days where we just work in brilliantly. Everything's firing off or I might be off work. And my team's still working in the background and money's still coming in. It's like, this is brilliant. This is this is what it's meant to be. And then, you know, half of the time it's, why have you not done that job yesterday? Oh, I didn't, you know, why is this not being done? Oh, right, someone's off sick. All right, somebody wants a holiday. All right, oh, it's payday. Have we actually got enough in the bank to pay everybody? And then it's, you've got jobs coming in and your job list is huge. And you know, you've got a team there who could probably take this off them if you just spent the time with them, show them how to do it. 
and it is mm. so hard to let go. And as someone who everyone outsources to me, so obviously everyone outsources their landing pages to us, their funnel creations. But for me to outsource my jobs to my team is so hard. It's like I'm stuck in a bit where it's like I need to let go, but I don't want to let go at the same time. Like I'm held back from doing it. And that's that's where we're at the minute, to be honest. We're very mm. trying to figure out how we can outsource more to the team because my time's limited. Um, you know, I now as a CEO got to realize that I am a CEO, not this little person no more. And have to implement that and implement new strategies and new processes to make sure I make the most out of the team that I'm paying for. Yeah. At the end that, of the day. That, that journey from, let's call it from solopreneur to CEO, that's there's a, a big sort of difference there in identity and how you handle yourself, how other people see you. So there's a shift in yourself personally. But there are all these these traits from especially people in your situation that you care about your clients. Oh my gosh, you care about your team. So there is that the people pleasing, over deliver, undercharging, uh, perfectionism, um, losing work life balance, doing too much. There's all these kind of things that kind of fall into place. And these traits, oh my gosh, they could be so deep rooted that you find that you you still get them at CEO level. Are you finding that some of these are sneaky? But oh my gosh, they're still here. They are. Yes, I used to. I'm definitely an over deliverer, so I'm always over delivering all the time. I'm definitely didn't used to think that I suffered with perfectionism. And I used to always say, I'm definitely not perfectionism. I'm the person who will record a video and I don't care how many mistakes in it. I'll just still upload it. It's, it's perfectly fine. But then when it comes to the work of my clients, I must mm. be perfectionism because I struggle to let that go. I struggle to be able to say to someone, you go create that website, you go create that landing page because I know that I could do it quicker. I know I could do it better. So I, I struggle to let that go still, even today. Okay, that's interesting. So I'm, I'm not a perfectionist, but so you do your do the videos, do some training, whatever. It's like, ah, oh, that's close enough. I messed that up, but that's cool. But when it comes to some client work, whether it's a funnel, a website, whatever it might be, is no, this needs to be good. So while I look at that, what's what? Where's the fear? What what are you trying to avoid? buy this because if you're okay with the video what's the worst that can happen if you're not okay with the design with the work oh what's the worst that can happen so should we just double tap on that and just have a look what's under there yeah and i think uh, you probably hit me on that actually so when it comes to my own work my videos it's totally fine because that's what i'm i'm actually known for that and everybody who knows me knows they're going to get some grammar issues. They're still, you know, my emails are not going to be written perfectly. There's not going to be a full stop where a full stop should be. And that's what people know me as. But when it's a client work, I think it's this actually comes all the way back to a fear of mine. I've always had it. And that's due to the running of my first business. And it wow. is about being able to afford the wages. So I know if I lose clients, that's going to obviously create work of, right, we've lost clients, we need to make it up, or we don't pay wages. Hmm. So I think that's where it maybe could stem down to. Never thought of it until you've just kind of brought it up now. And it's actually, if I that work's not perfect, I could lose that client. And if I lose that client, I might not make payday for my team. So it's like a worry that I've always got that fear of, are we making payday? We always do make payday, no problem. But I still worry about it every single day, no matter what. 
Yeah. We talk about fear a lot on this show and it's like fear of success or fear of failure. That's traditionally kind of the, the two roots. So you're there talking about the fear of failure. What could go wrong? How does yeah. that feel to, to be sort of living under that? I mean, I know you said you've just had this epiphany, which is fantastic. Oh my gosh. That's what we're known yeah. for. <laughs> what is it like to be living under that kind of the, the umbrella on that knife edge of, do, is that true or is that kind of made up? I would say that sometimes it's true and sometimes it's made up. It's a bit of both, really. Um, and it does, it just all comes back to our first business we ran and we got hit with during the COVID time. So obviously yeah. paydays got really bad then during that time and you had a team to pay and things. And then yeah. that fear has just stuck with me every day now. It's like, we've got to keep the money coming in. We've got to keep the money rolling. You know, yeah. we've got to keep scaling the business. But the business doesn't scale because... I'm not freeing me up. I'm not trusting the team. So I'm stuck in a little cycle of yeah. we can't get out of this cycle because I won't trust the team to do it because I'm scared that we'll lose the client if it's not to my standard. Yeah. But to your point there, and I think this is the tricky thing, it's coming from the right place. It's coming from a place of you've been burnt. I mean, you can say this about you know health or relationships or business things going wrong. Once you've been burnt, oh my gosh, it's so hard to to sort of work through and overcome that it does take some time it takes the right guidance but with with this aspect it's how do you how do you move through this because it's coming from the right place so we can justify it by saying i need to make sure my staff don't have this therefore i need to do this there's an awful lot of sort of justification and, and excuses from a place of from the best place does that make sense no it makes perfect sense so it's about finding the way through, isn't it? So for me now, we've already got kind of an action plan together after last month. And it is about stop taking the extra work on for me. Because there is some jobs only I can do, no matter what it needs my expertise on. We'd stop doing them jobs and now spend tea, spend that extra time to train the team up and be confident in them. Because if we're confident in them, they're going to produce a better job. And it's about just making sure we've actually spent the time with them and not just here go off and do that job. Um, you know, we need to spend that time with them and actually show them how it's done. Because if I, because they can do the jobs that I do, I know that deep down, they can do them jobs. And if they did do them jobs, oh my God, I'd have such an easier life. Oh my gosh. Let's, can we go full circle here? Because this yes. episode is fun. We've got, well, 15 minutes in, oh my gosh, and we're sort of flying. But you started this by saying your first business, you got it on automation. You got it all automated. You step back up. Well, I'm bored now. What do I do? And here you are with this business, which is you're trying to get to that place. So again, we, we spoke about the, the sort of fears being burnt. Is, is, there, is there some aspect of, once you release yourself, once you step away, it's like, ah, oh, shit, I'm going to be bored again. Oh, I hate being bored as well, actually. You've probably hit the nail on the head, but I do hate being bored. Um, even I'm just constantly on the go, no matter what. I, if I've got a spare hour in the garden, I'll be like, finding something to do. If there's the kid's not around for one day, it's like, I've got to find something to do. I am never sat there doing nothing. I'm always yeah. doing something. And it, yeah, you're probably right on that one. That's that's an interesting concept to have because when I when I sort of I love to sort of tie anchors with hold on you said this and here's this yeah. and it's because these things again they're sneaky as hell and they can show up in all these kind of different ways. So okay, so what what is your plan moving forward? What's do you have 
Um, is there a vision? Is there, what, what do you want as a business owner? Me as a business owner, I want to be focused on less of my client work and mm. have it so that my team are managing this client work more, not just me. I'm more of the overseer. So they do the client work. I get the final sign off. Mm. Yep. This meets the standards that I expect. We're going to put that out. And then just market my business because I love marketing. And I know if I market this business to the ability that I can, it will 100% scale. It could double by the end of the year if I did it. Mm. But I've just got to let trust that team that they can meet that standard. I've got to enable them to do it and give them the tools to be able to do it. Yeah. So pick up that word, trust. It's trusting it's trusting yourself. It's trusting your team. Maybe even trusting your your clients. Yes. To take the work that may not be 100% you. I mean, crumbs. Sometimes our team can do better jobs than we can. And that can, yes. There's a moment of, oh, and then we get into that 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 imposter syndrome. Then we get into that fear and doubt of, hold on, I was supposed to be the one that's, I was the pinnacle. Um, who, who, and there's a new level that comes with that. Oh my gosh. So have you experienced that or are you kind of, I, I know that's on the horizon? I know it's on the horizon, I would say. So I know it's on the horizon. And it always, um, I think what's been the hardest part is, this. we've started this business, the IT Moon one, with just me and my sister. Um, just started off with us two. And then obviously it's grown now to as far as in the team. Yeah. And it was like, at the beginning, it's me. People booked into me, my name. Mm. Every, nobody actually knew our business name. Everyone just booked in for me. And it's been that transition of, you're not just booking me, you're booking my team and getting the team known for what they're good at and their skills are. And that's probably where I've struggled at. Like the clients I've got now, I've had them since, you know, very, very early days where they paid into me. So now I'm kind of, like you said, I've got to trust the client as well to say they're going to be happy with the work that's done by my team, not just by me. Yeah. Was, was that a conversation that was was tough to, because obviously they, they buy, it's similar to we've you know, had accountants on the show and they they buy themselves and they grow the business. It's like, it's not me doing the work anymore. And they're like, no, we're, we're paying you. So there is a, yeah. a sort of level there. What was the conversations like? As you started, Do you to... know what? Honestly, there was absolutely brilliant. And all the clients were absolutely fantastic. And it's one of them, the amount of times we put off something because we think people are going to be bad about it, such as the VAT conversation. That was another one. And it was like, we really, they were like, yep, yeah, no worries. And actually, quite a lot of them were happy. And there was like, good, I wasn't sure if you'd be able to keep up with us because I can see how much you're growing. So they yeah. were happy that they knew we had the capacity to keep up with the work because we're growing, we are getting more clients on and they didn't want to be mm. left behind then of not being able to get their work done because we grew so much. So it, most of them was actually happy that there was going to be more people so that they could get the work done at the speed of light that they do now. Okay. So you said earlier about the fear of loss, the fear of failure, and there's that fear of the of make-believe fears what they might think what they might say yeah because as humans oh my gosh not just entrepreneurs but anyone we waste our time on future worries what might happen normally it doesn't happen and if it does it's not the end of the world oh my yeah. gosh however it it takes its toll mentally emotionally physically it can be tough and then when we have that situation where it's like ah, oh, that that was easy they they're yeah. on board with the vision actually it's better than they thought. And they were like, oh my gosh, about time you did that. Then we have to overcome that level of, 
oh, I should have done it like a few months, a few years ago. Oh, I'm so yeah. silly. And then we have to work through our own shit through that. Oh my gosh. It certainly happens a lot. <laughs> it happens a lot in business, 100%. Even oh, like right. when you think about when you try to increase your prices, you put it off, don't you? And you're like, I can't increase my price. People won't book again. People will leave me as a client. Hmm. If I haven't, I've got clients again who have been with me right from the beginning of the days and they're still with me today. Even hmm. with price increases, they're still there 100% of the way behind me. Yeah, I love that. And we'll always find the justification why we can't do something. Always find the reason why, again, Bringing back to brain science, it will keep it keeps us safe. Keep us safe, yeah. not in that uncomfortable place of growth. Which, as a CEO, you you kind of live there in a way. It's there's always that element of it. No matter where, whether you turn, there's going to be you know, failure, success, what that brings. There's always that kind of level of uncomfort. So we might as well live in the uncomfort at the higher level and try and enjoy the journey. So. Hey, Laura, thank you so much for sharing. This has been this has been so much fun to break this down with you. That's no problem. God, it's been fun. And now I've got to go and sort my team out and make sure that I empower them for the future. And this time next year, we'll be doubling our web revenue because I've just trusted them that they're going to do real well at the job. And I'm going to be sat here thinking, what do I do with all this time? <laughs> I'm bored. Next problem. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, look, we'll do a part two. Like, what happened to Laura when? Yes. Beautiful. Love that. And look, if people want to find out more about, about you and the amazing work you do, where can they find you? The best place, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm a LinkedIn girl, love LinkedIn. So just search Laura Burnett and you'll find me over there. Usually with some sort of silly video or something on there. The latest video was me trying to attempt to do a water slide. It, it went really wrong. Um, I do not mind embarrassing myself at all. Or mm. go to itmoon.co.uk and you will see us there and it will more than likely have a magical theme to it because we're obsessed with, well, I'm obsessed with Harry Potter. So the whole business branding is around magic now due to that fact. Oh, fantastic. Well, everyone, if this is your kettle of fish, like, yeah, this, this sounds amazing. Go and check it out. But Laura, thank you so much for being here today and sharing everything that you're going through and everything that you, you've, you've grown. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks for having me. Oh, so welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. <laughs>